0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Fifteen minutes of heat here. Tobin and Leroy on a Thursday Thank God this West Coast swing is over. Enough already. Let's get back on a real a real a real little time zone, Leroy. Let's go out to the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over fifteen hundred Toyota's indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on four forty-one between Hollywood and Sheridan. There we'll talk to Ira Winderman.
2: Ira, good morning. How are you? Uh, Our national nightmare is over, and I will be even gladder than you to get back on Eastern Time. Oh, that
1: was brutal. Are you still in Utah right now, or did you fly home Uh, last night?
2: No, no, there's there's no late flights for people like me out of Salt Lake City (laughs) at midnight. So I am at the Salt Lake Airport first thing in the morning. Guys, it feels like, honestly, like it's been a... Two, three-week road trip. This thing was relentless. It never ended. The All-Star break could not come at a better time for the Heat.
1: Are you going to Chicago, or do you get to go home,
2: man? Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> First of all, All-Star weekend has nothing to do with basketball, which is what I got into this game to cover. Number two, when they say sub-zero, better leave it to someone else. The NBA is trying to do, you know, guys know, like what the Super Bowl did, where they went to the northern cities and they played, you know, in New York at met life. And they awarded it to uh, you know new buildings or buildings that are refurbished. This year, Chicago. Next year, I believe Cleveland. The year after that, Indy. Yeah, you won't be seeing me at All Star Weekend anytime <laughs> soon.
1: <laughs> Get back to some normalcy, man. Because it's uh you know it's cool that the Heat are going to have a lot of representation. I obviously, have to see that, but. Um but you know, like this is this is a team that looks like you know they 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 needed to uh, to to get some relaxation, to get some time away because they, they seem really banged up. There's obviously been a lot of change. Um, what what's kind of been the vibe around the team uh, after a rough road trip?
2: I, I think they realized they were running on fumes. I, I think there's the physical injury, the no Myers, Leonard, the no Tyler Hero, Jimmy missing a couple of games on the trip. That's part one. I, I think there's also sort of the, the mental weight a little bit, maybe overachieving, and then teams finally noticing and actually game planning more for their shortcomings. So I know Eric exposure said he's going to get away and told us they have to do that also, but I think they really have to reconnoiter the game plan to a degree also. I think teams are figuring out their approach, their zone defense, they're attacking, you know, uh, Duncan Robinson like he's a piece of, of, of raw meat there in the fourth <laughs> quarter. So I think if they want to maintain their standing, there's going to have to be even more. Now they do with Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala working their way in, Tyler Hero coming back, it'll help. But I think now they realize, you know, this is for real. It's not for real when you're playing for the number eight playoff seat to get eliminated in the first round. But if they wind up in a 4-5 with Philly, after what I saw Philly do to Boston the other night, you know, I'd have to be concerned in that direction. So number one, that's a concern. And then number two, you really want to get to that number three seed at least. Because I think you both agree, for as erratic as Philly is, I would rather play Indiana in the first round in a 3-6 than play Philadelphia.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, well, they just. Re- I think just because of all all the things that the Heat have is of their shortcomings, just the makeup of them, they just strike me as whatever playoff series they get into, it's probably going to be a 6-7 game series just because they're just so much better at home. It's you know so yeah, I I, I, fi- I figure I think like I think if it, was, it if, before, if yeah yeah if there was a Philly if there was a Philly Miami series I mean we should already chalk it up for seven games because they're they're both awful on the road and great at home but um, this is one of those things where you know they were hoping to, to to fortify some things at the trade deadline and and so we've gotten a little bit peek at, uh, at at Andre Iguodala and of course the greatest three point shooter of all time Jay Crowder um, how how, <laughs> how how have you thought the new guys have uh, have looked so far with them.
2: I mean, Spo has been very careful in how he's used Andre Iguodala. But you know what? This is his training camp. This guy had not played a competitive basketball game since last June when he stepped on the court. I guess it was Sunday in Portland against the Blazers. So he's been slow playing that. I mean, Jake Crowder is what he is. He's a ball of energy. He'll either make a lot of threes or miss a lot of threes, but he'll fit in also. So I think Eric has to sort of sit back and now refigure his rotation. I think the biggest addition to this team, though, might not be Iguodala, might not be Crowder. Might be Tyler Hero for this reason. The Heat need at least one additional hot hand guy at the end of games. So, what they've been able to do is if Tyler Hero is hot, play him. Duncan Robinson is hot, play him. Kendrick Nunn is hot, play Oof. him. Yeah. Now they've been <laughs> force feeding Kendrick Nunn into it, where you can't stem it with him. When he's two for nine, and it turns into a four of 17, I think Hero being back will help that a little bit. But Kendrick Nunn really needs an all-star break. And honestly, guys, he's going to have a busy all-star break because he's going to the rising stars. He's also going to go home and see family, has a ton of people in his hometown of Chicago he wants to see. So I hope he gets the rest because he really needs it.
1: Well, it's also been one of those things where you know you they've relied so much on the guys, but there is definitely a noticeable difference. Even though uh, in there's definitely been a noticeable difference in how Duncan Robinson's been able to handle this process than those two young guys, and that year makes a difference. Like he's, he's the second year, yeah, he's the second right. year. He's transformed his body, and it feels like he's been able to to, to stay a little bit more even course than these guys have.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I am not. I don't necessarily go with the rookie wall with Kendrick for this reason. He played a full G League season, so he knows a pro schedule. He's played more than the 30-college game season. But you guys are right. Probably just getting into the NBA mix means a little more. The second time around for Duncan, he knows what to expect that Kendrick doesn't. But it's just really interesting. I mean, his record is really good. They're certainly better placed than any of us thought they'd be at the All-Star break. But you can see they really are at a moment of truth. But you know what, guys? It's also the schedule. Because for as dark as it is today, look at the schedule after the break. They come back at Atlanta. Then they play Cleveland at home. Then they play Cleveland on the road. Then they play a Minnesota team back in Miami that might be lacking Carl Anthony Towns. So honestly, just win the games you need to win, and you'll probably be just fine. What did you make
1: this week of the uh, the Instagram back and forth with Jimmy Butler and, and Joel Embiid? Was that uh? was was uh, Jimmy doing some true recruiting there or do you think he's just messing with his former team
2: Oh, I think anything that Jimmy can do to stick the dagger into certain players on the Sixers, the Sixer management, and the Sixer coaching staff, he's going to take every opportunity. He was loving it. He no, he wouldn't answer questions about it, but he was the Cheshire Cat in the locker room for like three <laughs> days in a row. Like he had that look of he had the look of, hey, did you see my Instagram? So he's loving it. I think the Embiid thing is real in Philly just because the mix isn't right. But, guys, I say that, and then I watch their game on Thursday night and how great they looked against the Clippers, and I do know this, and I think you guys would agree, the best version of the 76ers is a better team than the best version of the Miami Heat. So I still think the Sixers can do damage in the playoffs, if they get to their best version,
1: yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Ira. It's just it, it the, that's just kind of been the the big crux of them all. Like we were talking to Antoine Walker, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, I don't. This is a guy who should be thirty and fifteen every single night, and that's why I think he looks at a guy like that and wonders if he was in a place where they maybe held him to a higher standard, could he? Har- could he harness that a little bit more uh, if he was in a place like Miami or a more structured organization that, you know, has is, is uh, been built on a lot of losing and, and now is expected to contend?
2: And, and I would say this talent trumps all. And if you have the talent, I'll find a way to make it work. And yet we all know what the trade would be in some form. And of course, you want the better player. But wouldn't you feel at least a little bit uncomfortable or wary if you had a trade, Bam, out of bio for Joel Embiid? knowing that Joel Embiid is the more talented and the more skilled player.
3: Yeah, because he reminds me of Hassan.
2: Okay, so asked and answered in that question. I think he has a little bit more of a motor. I think they both have a very high knucklehead quotient, (laughs) but I think Joel Embiid has a little bit more motor than Hassan more often. But, yeah, that's the thing. So you can fantasize all you want. You can enjoy Jimmy. You know, and I think that's what guys like Jimmy lose track of also, is that he can do the trolling. But the NBA basketball reality is, you'd have to give off your give up your buddy Bam, who is giving you great assists from the elbow and serving as a fulcrum to go to Joel. So it, it is interesting. I mean, no one is saying that Bam is better than Joel. But if you had to make a trade and you had to do that trade, I think it would at least, at the minimum, create somewhat of a reason for pause.
3: Ira, you know, when I watch the 76ers, I see, you know, this process and how guys have, you know, they've sat guys and and just collected all this talent and now they Mm -hmm. just don't know how to win. Like, there's not enough culture or not enough winning around there for guys to to know how to fight through things and have this intestinal fortitude that when it gets tough, you know, to stay the course and fight through it. And I just just don't see it. Jimmy was with them last year, and he was kind of that guy.
2: They don't have that. Well, you know what? It's interesting because if you really look back at the whole thing, and I think Sam Hickey will talk about this, the guy who did the process – he, you guys remember this. He didn't think they were done. He wanted to take it a few more steps. And basically the commissioner and the owner of the 76ers said, OK, you're done. That's it. We're spending the money. So then what do you do? You have you know, a ton of money to spend. You have Tobias Harris. God bless him. But does anyone look at Tobias Harris and see a max-salary player? Nope. I mean, the money that he is stealing right there, (laughs) part two of it is this. You need your leading man also to be more of a leader. I spoke to an NBA coach. He told me this about both Embiid and Simmons. He said, those guys have the look of guys who would rather be stars than NBA champions. Well you can 't ha you can have one of them because you bring them in the fold, but when you 're two leading men, both would rather be stars and be in it for the publicity and the start of than the championship that doesn 't work you need I hate the cliche, but you need at least one guy like a magic Johnson or someone like that with that championship DNA to lead you. I don't see – and God bless Al Horford for what he is. I think he's a great number two DNA kind of guy. But I think that's what the 76ers are lacking. There's not a guy on the 76ers – who would give his ultimate all and everything just to be a champion and sacrifice everything. Maybe Josh Richardson <laughs> might be the closest to that. And if he's your number one blue guy, well, we saw what that looked like with the Heat.
1: I, I, I like the fact, uh, one of the things, too, when it comes to that with uh, with this team, I, I feel like Jimmy has had a good pulse of like when to be... Uh, you know, pissed off at, at his at his teammates yeah. and when to kind of harness back. Like I was, you know, maybe expecting after a rough road trip for him to be a little bit more ornery, but he seemed mm-hmm. to like take. He, you know, he seemed to take pretty good stock on what they have done this year, and I thought that was, you know, that's a, that's a good temperament of a leader to not like bang on. You know, he wants to go and win every game, and he says, "Oh, we're, we're championship quality." We're, you know, to know that hey, they've done some good things, and he knows that the locker room yeah. is exhausted. He knows when to pull that in, and then if they you know, kick the crap out of the Hawks, he's like, don't believe your press clippings. They're bogus stats. And that's
2: what he did, and that's what he did after the game last night in Salt Lake City here. Is he said, okay, let's all exhale. Look where we are. Look what we still can be. I think what's going to be interesting, guys, and I would keep an eye out for this, I think Jimmy also knows that this is when Eric Spoles returns more toward the veterans, that the kid stuff has been this fun little story the first half of the season. But I think Jimmy also sort of made a sideways kind of comment there in his subtext that, Now's the time. Let's go with Jay. Let's go with Andre Iguodala. Let's go with our veteran guys more. We've developed the kids enough. They can be what they can be. But now every game matters. Now let's play more for the W than for the development. I think that's Jimmy's subtext also. I think he expects more Iguodala. I think he expects more Jay Crowder. I think he expects more veteran guys in veteran minutes. And if the kids have to step back, hey, we'll rejoin this in progress next season.
1: Do you, uh, do you have any sense of, of uh, the severity of, of Tyler and Myers when we may expect both of them back on the floor?
2: Tyler's been, I don't know, prancing around. That's probably not a good word for pro athlete, but he's been fine. He's been walking around the locker room. I think after this break, the fact they let him go to Chicago to be part of the festivities tells me I expect him to be back when they resume the schedule uh, next a week from Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday in Atlanta. I think Myers has a brutal high ankle sprain that they haven't defined that way. And I think he's going to miss another week or two. And now the question is, even when he's back, do they stay with the smaller ball lineup with Derrick Jones Jr. at the four, knowing that they want to play Iguodala and Crowder also? Because if you put Myers Leonard's minutes back in there, at those even 20 minutes, those nominals start the first and third quarter— then all of a sudden it comes up the works for some of the other wing players so i'm curious if eric explosher is going to give into the league not quite to the rockets level but play more wings or if like he said hey that starting lineup was really good when myers ready he comes back that's what I'm curious about when Leonard's ready.
1: Have a safe trip home, Ira, and uh, thank <laughs> you. Wait, made, you made Ira. it through. You almost made it through. What, what, what do you have, Robbie? So,
0: so I, I was floored when Ira said earlier that the All-Star Games at Chicago. That's going to be in Cleveland, and I actually just looked it up. It's Chicago this year. Next year, Indiana. The year after, Cleveland. The year after that, Salt Lake City. So, and I have the question: It hasn't been down here in 30 years, and now we have the the big conflicts this with is what the vote show. Like, uh, what? What? Look at these miserable places they're going it's, to, it's and they haven't been to Miami yet. in 30 years.
2: <laughs> it's, the co- it's, it's the conflicts, guys. It's the conflicts of the boat show. It's the conflicts of the Coconut Grove Arts Festival. They have to move it away, and yet I've proposed this for years. We've seen now Marlins Park being used for a venue for a football game. We've seen auto races there and other events. Wouldn't that be the perfect thing to do, to have the All-Star Game at Marlins Park? And if you do get the perfect February evening to open the roof, and have a tropical outdoor all-star game. Think how that would sell the NBA. That'd
1: be kind of cool. That'd be cool. That that's real.
2: I like what it. he's talking about. I like that.
3: Nobody wants to play outdoor basketball. Why not? All these fancy so we, people and corporate people coming to a, 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 I love it. a ballpark I love or going it. Oh, to oh, an let arena.
2: Him, let them sweat a little, Leroy. They put them outside in cold-weather Super Bowls. They can deal with it, and that's a heck of a lot more oh, corporate yeah. than the all-star bring, game. That, that cold-weather yeah, yeah, Super Bowl?
1: That's a no go right there. Bring, bring back the Marlins' home yeah. run structure for dunks. Every time there's a dunk, just
2: fire it off. <laughs> or, 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 for three, or for threes, or something like that, and, and you got, and you got a home run right there. So I think it's interesting. So either they're probably gonna have to move All Star Weekend off of President's Weekend, which I don't think they'll do, or I think we have to get some sort of bill so they move President's Weekend maybe to March to make it work. What are they gonna Thanks, do guys. when
3: football stretches the state the season? I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. With the, with the more with the
0: Super yeah. Bowl?
2: All right. All right. Take care, man.
1: Safe travels. Thanks, guys. All All right. Thank you.
0: Did you I see don't. those places that are coming the next four years? Of That's the terrible. All-Star- Salt Lake four- City? For Salt Lake City, Indiana, Cleveland, Chicago. These are the four worst places you could be on All-Star Weekend. Man, that is rough. I don't like that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?